Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Good Life Project is brought to you by Understood Explains, a podcast that's like a beacon for parents navigating the special education system. Hosted by Juliana Urtube, a special education expert, this season is all about individualized education plans, or IEPs. Juliana breaks down complex topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP in a way that's easy to grasp. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains about the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, and I was struck by the balance of empathy and practical advice. It's not just about understanding the system. It's about empowering parents and caregivers to advocate for their children, which is just so important. So I've known a number of people who've had to literally scramble to figure out how to advocate for their kids when the system seemed to just make it so hard to get the support that they need and deserve. So if you're a parent navigating this world or even just wondering if it's right for your family, I encourage you to give Understood Explains a listen. Search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. It's like having a roadmap for a journey you didn't expect, making it a little less daunting. Good Life Project is sponsored by LinkedIn Ads. So as a business-to-business marketer, your needs are unique. B2B buying cycles are long and your customers face incredibly complex decisions. So isn't it time you had a marketing platform built specifically for you? LinkedIn Ads empowers marketers with solutions tailored for B2B. Imagine having direct access to a billion professionals, including 180 million senior executives and 10 million C-level leaders with LinkedIn's powerful targeting tools tools built for B2B, you can drive serious results. LinkedIn ads generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social platforms in the technology space. We've actually tapped the power of LinkedIn ads a number of times ourselves, and the campaigns have been really successful. If you're ready to revolutionize your B2B marketing, try LinkedIn ads with a $100 credit on your next campaign. Terms and conditions apply. Go to linkedin.com slash goodlifeproject to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goodlifeproject or just click the link in the show notes. Terms and conditions apply. Success in business and life is largely about your relationship with fire. At some point in every career, every relationship, venture, or quest, you're going to find yourself walking into the fire. It's this place of deep discomfort and uncertainty, Joseph Campbell's famed abyss. So you'll be working like crazy, putting everything you have into making it succeed and looking for signs. Please you know, tell me, is this for real or is it fantasy? Is this the fire that steals or is it the fire that burns? Is it worth the brutal, brutal time that I'm going through, or is that perpetual feeling in the pit of my stomach telling me to fold? Inevitably, answers come. Bits of data, some hard, some verifiable, but more often it's the soft data, those intuitive hits, visceral responses to people, to actions, circumstances, and scenarios. Sometimes they're clear as day. Most times, they're not. So what are they telling me? Are they telling me to hold or fold? And I've asked some of the smartest, most accomplished people in the world how to discern the difference. 
I've never left with a really satisfactory answer. The closest I've gotten is what you just know, which sometimes is true, but oftentimes it's not. So no doubt my mindfulness practice has made it a lot easier to see through the haze of the inevitable fire that every creator must embrace, to tune into that world my intuition and data are telling me, but the smoke doesn't always clear enough to see what's on the other side. So maybe there is no simple test because anything resembling the truth isn't so pat. It's not simple. Those moments and quests that give rise to them, they're laced with a dynamism and a complexity. And you know the answer's got to be laced with that too, to a certain extent. I actually explored this question in a bit of detail in my last book, Uncertainty, and recently revisited my own thoughts on the issue. I know, I'm kind of weird like that, as... I wade deeper into new fires of my own creation. I actually thought I'd share a little bit of an excerpt from the conversation in uncertainty around this. So moments like this happen all the time in every creative process when we ask some variation of the following. Is this project, idea, or quest still worth pursuing? Do I need to either shut it down or go about it in a radically different way? Is what I'm feeling, is it just resistance, that classic lizard brain, anxiety, and fear that needs to be leaned into? Or is it the accumulation of enough experience and data to tell me the smart move is now to move on? So we start by asking, what was your inciting motivation? What made you undertake this endeavor to begin with? Was it in some form the expression of a calling? Was it something to keep you busy? Was it about serving a group of people or solving a problem or serving up a delight? Was it about money or doing anything you could do to get your parents off your back and avoid grad school? Begin by going back to the time surrounding your decision to create whatever it is that you're creating and answer this question. Then move on to the next question. In light of the information and the experiences that you've had along the journey to date, does that original motive still hold true? Are you still equally or even more determined to make it happen? And given what you now know, do you believe you can make it happen? In his book, Getting to Plan B, Randy Kamazar, who's a venture capitalist, suggests setting up what he calls a dashboard. You create a grid that identifies all your major data points and assumptions and leaps of faith on day one. Then revisit it at regular intervals to assess what remains valid. And his system helps identify at a sooner point when your initial plan may be starting to go off the rails And it gives you an objective or relatively objective set of data to help decide what your next move should be. So for entrepreneurs, especially in startup phases, it's a great tool to help answer the big questions and decide whether, as more and more data comes in, you should hold, change your hand, or fold. But I've also found that these decisions can't be made entirely based on, quote, hard data. It's also important, especially for solo creators and bootstrap entrepreneurs, to add a more subjective exploration to the process, one that dives deeper into whether, data aside, there are other reasons to consider soldiering on, adapting, or jumping ship. 
So consider these other questions that may help you go one level deeper and potentially prompt you to explore what's really happening in these critical moments. They'll help you understand on a level that adds clarity to the decision whether you're reacting to an inability to handle fear and uncertainty or to real data and constructive intuition that's telling you to stop. So question number one, is this something you can't not do, regardless of whether you ever earn enough to live well in the world doing it? Question two, are you more connected to the medium and your solution or your desire to serve a market? Question three, if you believe in your heart that what you set out to accomplish is highly likely to happen in the full glory you first imagined, would you still want that result? And then finally, would the data or feedback that you've gathered to date require you to change the endeavor in such a substantial way that while it may make it more likely to succeed, the final creation or process or career will no longer satisfy the very needs and desires that drew you into the quest to start with. So that last question is big, especially for entrepreneurs and makers. It's not unusual to begin an endeavor with a strong sense of what you'd like to offer and who you'd like to serve, only to have your market eventually tell you that you've missed the mark. So for many entrepreneurs and creators, that's not a death knell. It's just a signpost that it's time to, quote, pivot the model or the solution or even the culture and the vision. Behance founder, Scott Belsky, a really interesting example, he created something called the Action Method products that are designed to, at the time, to help make creative professionals more productive. And they worked really well. If you know any given product that they bring to market bombs it would hurt the company potentially, but it wouldn't be game over. And here's the reason why. The entrepreneur just needs to figure out how to better serve the market with the next round of solution. Belsky's vision was never to create the current line of products, but rather it was to create tools and processes that made creatives or creative professionals more productive. What those looked like would change over time, and that allegiance to a market and a mission rather than a specific product gave him a lot of leeway to continue to test, build, potentially bomb, and then evolve. So all too often, that's not how startups or even established product development teams operate. They're more wedded to their particular solution than to the notion of serving a market. And when they start to have problems with that product, ones that aren't fixable with easy tweaks, they have a very difficult time moving through these moments. Without a willingness to pivot your solution and model, the endeavor is likely to come to an end. One of the big lessons for entrepreneurs and solution development teams is to think very seriously about that inciting motivation for the endeavor. Is the vision connected to a single product or the desire to serve a bigger mission or market? The latter Well, it's far more likely to set in motion a quest that's sustainable, especially if the mission and market evolves over time, which sends us squarely back to that final question. Even if you could adapt and move forward, should you? It's one thing to evolve your quest in response to new data 
in an effort to, to create something that's better aligned with what your market needs and wants. But it's also really important at that moment to ask whether that pivot will so substantially change the nature of the endeavor that it makes you no longer as intimately connected with it. I call this product maker fit. We tend to be really obsessed with product market fit. Does what we're creating fit the market need? But we really rarely ever focus on does what we're creating fit our needs as the makers, the founders, creators. So if evolving to meet your market means stripping away the things that grew, that drew you to the quest in the first place, you'll end up on track to potentially create something everyone else loves except you. And that will eventually cannibalize your soul. You'll end up hating what you do every day and looking for ways to get out, even if what you've created appears to be outwardly successful. This happens all the time in business and art. People follow product market fit, and they never think about product maker fit, and that ends up destroying them. So many actors are drawn to the craft because of the opportunity to tell stories, to illuminate the human condition and stir souls. But somewhere along the line, compelling stories and gravitas give way to a stable yet incrementally less fulfilling reputation as the perfect actor or consumer goods commercials. The market is telling you that's where we want you to go. So because you have to pay bills, that's what you do. You found a way to make the business work. But the way you're doing it is gutting you. You're outwardly successful in your chosen field, but inwardly empty. And that's when you have a choice to make. You can either keep doing what you're called to do, but in a way that no longer honors the call and fills you up. You can work like crazy to redefine the box you've built and potentially try all manner of unconventional approaches to making what you want to do work. Or you can surrender to the notion that to act in the roles that honor your calling, you'll have to spend the better part of your life earning the bulk of your living some other way and be okay with that. These are really tough decisions. They're not something where, you know, the old, you just know when you're thinking about, do I hold, do I fold, or do I change? And by the way, those tend to be the real questions. Most people think, do I hold or do I fold? But the real exploration is, do I hold, do I fold, or do I change? These questions, I hopefully can be helpful in sussing out whether what you're feeling is just fear and uncertainty, or whether it's a failure of your initial assumptions that will require you to either change how you're pursuing your quest or end it. So I'm kind of curious about you at this point. How do you figure out? whether the fires that you're walking through are the fires that forge or the fires that burn. What tools do you rely on? And I'm curious too, if you're listening to this now, are you wading through the fire as you listen? And if so, what's going on? Share your thoughts on social media. Share this around if you're interested and start a conversation around this because one of the things that I found is when you walk through the fire, and you realize you're not alone, and you have a conversation that helps you through it, it can be incredibly helpful along the way. I hope you found this valuable. As always, if you feel like sharing it around, and even just jump on over to iTunes, or if you're listening on your podcast app, give us a quick rating or review. It helps get the word out, 
and it helps make a difference in more people's lives. I'm Jonathan Fields, signing off for Good Life Project. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight-up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front-row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.